Hello guys, welcome along to the pod. This is uh, Footballers in the Mind's Eye on Sport and Life, the third instalment of this, which I've been doing for some time on Twitter actually, just throwing out hypothetical scenarios involving footballers, sequence of action, and then asking people to pick the player they see at the heart of that action. Done a boxing one as well, um, got a bit of traction. It's a little bit difficult, to, I think, to, to do boxing sequences. Maybe it's harder uh, than perhaps football because there's only two people involved, whereas in football there's kind of myriad of positions and areas all over the pitch that you can kind of describe. And perhaps uh, played football more easily, it's easier for me to, to set those scenarios. But this is uh, the uh, footballers in the mind's eye, which I posted 2.30pm yesterday, Tuesday, November the 26th, 2019. And it goes like this. Footballers in the mind's eye. Striker pulls into the channel between centre-half and full-back, takes a touch and scoops the ball over the outrushing goalkeeper. Who do you see? Well, it could be either channel. It could be the uh, right channel. I deliberately didn't specify. It could be between the left centre-half and the left-back, or it could be between the right centre-half and the right-back, the left channel as the striker would look at it. Now, for me, I've put Robbie Fowler... And uh, given the context on this, of course, former legendary Liverpool striker, uh, played as a striker for Leeds and Manchester City after leaving Liverpool, broke sensationally onto the scene as a teenager, um, kind of the heir apparent at the time to, to legendary striker Ian Rush at Liverpool. And then a few years later, Michael Owen came on the scene there as well, so had a rich run of incredible strikers. And I put the context on my post on Twitter, Ed Draper 81 just to explain why I sort of uh, had said that and partly obviously I think it fits anyway because he's such a brilliant finisher with right left foot but I'd actually watched his appearance on the Sky Sports show which is on well, it's on Sky Sports On Demand Gary Neville's Soccer Box where the former Manchester United defender gets people in and talks about their career highlights big matches included a double for Fowler against Man U the header he scored against Newcastle in 97 in the 4-3 win but then they went through a raft of just a lot of his great goals and, and I was amazed actually how many on his right foot he scored including a scoop finish with a one touch and then his right foot over the keeper he could score with his right foot from outside the box as well um, could hit power shots and place them but his left foot of course was just searing and sensational and he also had that kind of near post kind of slice he'd do with his left foot to try and get it past the keeper he did that against um, Man U famously against Peter Schmeichel great Danish keeper so I think he he was a fit, fits the bill, just incredible finishing, power finishing, chips, uh, corner shots, top corner, curled efforts, um, beautiful range range of finish, and uh, got some good good suggestions in on this actually. Trist Dixon says Bergkamp, who uh, Trist Dixon of course, Boxing News former editor, boxing journalist, got a great boxing podcast. If you like that, boxing life stories. But if you hook up, look up Tris Dixon uh, on Twitter, you can find a link to his podcast as well. It's worth a listen, actually. Some in-depth interviews, got great access by virtue of being Boxing News' editor and being a journalist for so long. Actually, was, I think was an aspiring fighter at one point as well. And uh, I'm not sure how many professional fights he had, but certainly trained with some, some pretty uh, legendary trainers in America as well. He's from uh, Salisbury, I believe, in, in England. Uh, Smellcar, who always gets in touch on this, I'm not sure about the Twitter handle, but uh, S-M-E-K-L-A-R, so Smekler, um, he goes, uh, Robbie Fowler uh, agrees, I suppose, best British one-touch finisher I ever saw, even though this is two touches, still recall his three-minute hat-trick against Arsenal, 
Um, so it's a great question, Ed. Saw Andy Cole and Dwight York finish a few like this, but they scored from anywhere, anyhow. Top United team there. So he's turned it, he's obviously a Manchester United fan like myself, he's turned it back to United. And Dwight York and Andy Cole, of course, who inspired United to the 1999 treble, including the Champions League final, though ultimately it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and uh, Teddy Sheringham who came off the bench to replace them. And they kind of were the substitute pairing, but really effective for United. And it's funny because I watched this soccer box at a mate's house in Hampton Court on Sunday night. A couple of us, three, a few of us from university were having a couple of drinks and watching the soccer box and the Robbie Fowler goals. And it was interesting because we we're looking at it and, and talking about Fowler, talking about people like York, Sheringham, Cole, but how strike partnerships, Alan Shearer, Chris Sutton, a real part of our youth growing up was fascinating, which were the best partnerships. Even people like at Sunderland, like Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips, really good foil for each other. Typically, you'd have a, maybe a bigger striker and a smaller striker. Or you'd have in the case of, I suppose, someone like Manchester United, have Teddy Sheringham drop into that 10 role or Dwight York, the kind of withdrawn striker. I suppose now it's maybe replaced by more of an attacking midfielder. But we were sort of lamenting maybe the the lack of those strikers and that chemistry and how I think this is one of the favourite things in football is how they combine to, to beat a defence and how they'd link up together and, and, and complement each other. So that was an aspect of what we are talking about. Anthony Bellew, better known as Tony Bellew, former World Cruiserweight champion, got his famous victories over David Hay at, uh, at heavyweight as well. Legendary man, retired last year. Good guy, big Everton fan as well. Four, of course, at Goodison won his um, world title there, I believe 2015 against Macabu at Goodison Park after hitting the canvas, getting up. He goes Albert in that legendary tune kit. And he was a player we were watching, so watching the Newcastle-Liverpool games, Philippe Albert, Belgian centre-half for Newcastle United, that swashbuckling side of the mid-90s that in 95-96 rounded the corner and in front went on nearly to win the title, but pit by Manchester United, who were inspired by Eric Cantona, another guy who played that 10 role. Where would he fit into modern football, like just behind the, the main striker, which in May night's case for much of Cantona's time there was played by Mark Hughes and then and then Andy Cole. Uh, Gavin Mayer says, Hi Ed, a striker that fits this profile and comes to mind is Robbie Keane, quick thinking and clever forward who would pull this off. Yeah, fantastic shout. Um, came through as a teenager, didn't he? Uh, Coventry or Wolves? Wolves and he played for Coventry and um, also went to Italy briefly to Inter Milan, Robbie Keane, but really excelled at Tottenham Hotspur in that partnership with Dimitar Berbatov, had a really brief spell, a few months at Liverpool, and then got sold back to Tottenham at one point. But Republic of Ireland striker, probably their, their record goal scorer, I'm sure he is. I think he's got 67 goals, something like that, for his country. I mean, he finished his career in America, playing in Los Angeles for the Galaxy. A real kind of two-footed player. Again, there's seen sort of sequences and specials with him, and just the way he could finish and do shooting drills and pick out corners with his both feet. It was phenomenal. So Robbie Keane, good shout from Gavin. Uh, Mr... D-A-J, Mr. Dej on Twitter, goes Matthew Letizia, former Southampton, England striker. Again, a man who played in that kind of second striker's role, that kind of in-the-hole position, which we all dreamed about playing if we were good enough. And it kind of allowed players who weren't that quick to, to, to play there, because it's all about intelligence and finding space and pulling things together and having vision. And maybe that's lost a little bit in the modern game. Um, he says, I'm basing that on the control and finishing rather than any specific positioning as a clarification. Mr. Dage, happy with that. Andy Cole against Spurs, had a goal in my head but couldn't think who it was. That was Andy Cole uh, in the 99 season, I believe, when he lofted it over the Tottenham keeper, whose kind of name escapes me as who it was at, at that particular time. Um, but it was a match United had to win to win the title. I think they won 2-1, coming from behind, I believe. Then they went on won the FA Cup and then they went on and won the Champions League. 
Uh, Dan Seeley says Andrew Cole as well. Uh, player that started off at Arsenal in his youth, didn't succeed there necessarily, went to Bristol City, I believe, then Newcastle United, and that's where had an incredible 93-94 season at Newcastle in tandem with the then-aging Peter Beardsley. Again, another strike partnership, Beardsley playing in that withdrawn role, setting Cole up. I think he scored 40 goals that season or something like that in all competitions and ultimately moved to Man United in January '95. later went on to, to play at clubs like Burnley. But Andy Cole, for, for his spell at United, I suppose best known, maybe less prolific than he was at Newcastle, games or goals per games, but played a slightly different role, more inclusive role. Jonathan Oxley says, another Manchester United player, I've got quite a few Man United followers on Twitter, says Cantona, James Lupton, who's a boxing writer, and I check out him as well, he's got some good pieces at R8UND, been writing this week about uh, the vagaries of scoring in the boxing system after the Ferrari that followed the fight in Liverpool at the weekend where Callum Smith ultimately got the W in defending his super middleweight world titles, but a lot of people felt John Ryder, who appears on this podcast, you can see him a little bit earlier on in the year, interviewed John Ryder, did an incredible performance and um, didn't get a decision ultimately. It's talking about the subtlety of that and how that those wide margins look like robberies that perhaps maybe aren't so. James has written a good piece because Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank from a Chelsea, uh, Netherlands and Leeds United in their pomp in that period, sort of, I guess, around 2003, 2004 uh, player there. Sam Dyer goes Dennis Bergkamp, Arsenal, into Milan, Netherlands again, got to a World Cup semi-final with them, didn't he, I believe, in 98. Wonderful, intelligent player, scored some fantastic goals, again playing in that withdrawn sort of role between the midfield and strikers. Uh, Raul, uh, Real Madrid's uh, record goal scorer for a long time, the Champions League record goal scorer, Real Madrid uh, striker, left, beautiful left foot, can see that kind of similar in some ways with his left foot to Robbie Fowler, I think, in terms of his intuitive finishing. Uh, the Wizard, whose Twitter handle is from near M, says Fowler was a marvellous finisher and would have been influenced with uh, by Ian Rush with that lofted finish. In short, my answer is Ian Rush, as I mentioned. Ian Rush, who played, I believe, for Juventus as well, but Liverpool in that 1980s, a real kind of prolific striker, played as a partnership with John Aldridge as well before young Fowler came through in the uh, mid, mid-90s, 93, 94, 95 time. So Ian Rush... Good, good shout. I've always felt it was a little bit sad with Ian Rush. He went on to play longer in his career. And I remember him, um, particularly in my youth, of, of playing at Leeds and not being able to score so much at that point. And it seemed a little bit sad that he'd carried on. Uh, 53rd State on Twitter. I guess a, a fan of America, maybe or not. Maybe it's ironic, I'm not sure. Uh, says Mark Carter at Berry Official made it seem easy. So that's a kind of positive mention for Berry player on a sad time for the club, of course, out of business this year, despite winning League Two last season. Jonathan Powell puts Henri, yep, Thierry Henri, you can see that. Maybe didn't need to always just do it in two touches because he had that pace to get beyond uh, defences, but former Arsenal, France striker, Barcelona player as well, played his uh, time and ended throughout his career in MLS as well in America. Frederick Canute from West Ham, uh, striker played at Tottenham as well, didn't he? Fantastic suggestion from Glenn Furman. Peter Campbell says David Villa, Spain... Barcelona striker, again a player that went to finish his career in America. Diminutive but skilled with two feet as well. Uh, Ronaldinho is a suggestion from Gareth Roberts. Uh, yeah, definitely can see that. Former Barcelona star, Brazil man. Scored that goal against David Seaman in the 2002 World Cup, didn't he? And really kind of had, he got World Player of the Year at one point and seemed to be sort of fleeting in terms of his prominence at the top. 
but just seemed to enjoy football. Big, broad smile. Similar to Kaka in a sense, another Brazilian that was at the pinnacle for a pretty short time in his 20s and then maybe faded from absolute peak. Berbatov is uh, the guy who's got a Twitter handle, just introduced me as Lorenzo. I'm not sure about that. Some vague Twitter handles, but he goes Dimitar Berbatov, Tottenham, Manchester United, Bulgaria striker. He's skilled, the kind of laid back, laconic player, wonderful touch and finish and ability to chip and lob and that certainly fits the bill. Uh, Aidan Callahan, who is uh, an actor, uh, says, and a good guy, he's at Aidan Callahan on Twitter. He says, Robbie Keane, Fowler also. Fowler is the best natural finisher I've ever seen. I think it's hard to argue with that. Again, a similar left-footed player to, to Robbie Fowler. A suggestion from Colin Middlemas is Davos Suka for me. Wound up his career at Arsenal, didn't he? But remember him from Euro 96, playing for Croatia. Really exhilarating Croatian team, one of the first. Brilliant finisher. I think he was top scorer in that tournament. And again, at the 98 World Cup, featured prominently as well. Owen Doyle. Republic of Ireland striker is a suggestion from Alan Hitchcock. Marco Van Basten from Kenneth Asquiz, uh, who could do pretty much everything, couldn't he? AC Milan, Netherlands player. Remember that volley for uh, Netherlands against England in 1988? Don't remember it at the time uh, as, a, as a kid. Didn't see it, but then obviously it's come back uh, through through time and just wonderful finisher and technician. Played in that legendary Milan team with fellow Netherlands players in the Rijkaard and Hullet and, yeah, star man Ian McDougall who I think his name betrays him possibly as a Scotsman says King Kenny that's a great shout actually Kenny Dugleish again that kind of play who played between the lines between the midfield and strikers uh, Kenny Dugleish Liverpool legend both as manager and player player manager won the won them lots of trophies didn't he the last man to guide them to the title in 1990 left in 91 after signing a colleague of mine at Sky Sports JV Redknapp was his last signing and then he returned won the League Cup for them in 2012 as manager as well, whether his management jobs days are done now, I'm not sure, on the title with Blackburn as well as a manager in 1995. So Kenny Douglas, but he had that wonderful touch and guile and composure, just a little little nicked finishes over keepers and draw them in. So that, that works in this scenario, definitely. As, uh, as if on Twitter, uh, as his usual, Bebe suggestion, which is the, you know, the failed Manchester United signing, but I think it's his tongue-in-cheek again. Uh, what's real? Dreams for real. 9999 says on Twitter, I'm not sure about the handle, says Sheringham, Teddy Sheringham, yep. Former Millwall, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur, West Ham United, uh, striker, but again in that withdrawn role. And he succeeded Eric Cantona at Manchester United when Cantona retired in 97. And right on cue, Branham FC has on uh, here his suggestion is Cantona. British boxing blog suggests Tino Espria. Uh, the South American signed by Newcastle in the start of 96 to hopefully secure the title. It ended up changing their system, didn't it, with Les Ferdinand and people like that. And they ultimately fell apart. Manchester United won the title, winning 1-0 at St James's Park en route to that in 95-96. Uh, but a great, skillful player. Loved a flicked finish. And he got one against Liverpool in the 4-3 game in 96 as well, over the keeper. David Dom, a uh, fellow journalist, works at Talk Sport, and also I worked with him at... Um, short-lived venture but a fun one Sports Tonight TV show which is on a satellite channel in around 2012-2013 he says Jermaine Defoe West Ham United Portsmouth uh, Tottenham Hotspur Sunderland striker of course scored a wonderful goal against Newcastle <clears throat> he's a suggestion from David and he's a very skillful striker but more of a kind of nine I suppose than some of the guys mentioned Super Robbie Fowler all day long was Ross Nicholas's contribution Jason Christopher says Mark Hughes former 
Manchester United, Barcelona, a Chelsea player, Blackburn Rovers towards the end of his career, Southampton. Uh, he played in midfield as well, didn't he, Hughes? Uh, Chris O'Grady says Tom Powell. Uh, sorry, Tom O'Powell. Tom Powell says Chris O'Grady. Uh, Christophe Dugary, uh, former France striker, played at Birmingham, didn't he, as well? There's a suggestion from Sam Walkley, 89. Ian Wright, right, right, from having a sip of coffee there, guys, sorry. Is uh, a suggestion from Ryan McClure. Dabal Suka from Pete Bancroft, and I replied saying, yes, I like that. Lionel Messi works. Again, a left-footed magician. Suggestion from John Sweeney. Shannon Courtney, professional boxer unbeaten, just completing her first year as a boxer. <coughs> She's another one to say. Um, Thierry Henry. Nice, I like that. Let me just get this uh, back. Uh, Henri, I can definitely f- see the chip. You always associate him more sometimes with those curl finishes, don't you, That on the left-hand side of the penalty area, but I think he, he works in this scenario. Um, let me just get the tweet back. Here we go. Going to go down and see where we uh, picked up from. Um, but I wonder what, it'd be interesting to get in touch with me if you do agree that you kind of miss nostalgically the sort of strike partnerships three up front now where it's kind of like the two on the wide are either not quite wingers or strikers. Jason Lee is a suggestion from Paul Taylor from Nottingham Forest. Striker got a hard time from um, the guys on Fancy Football Show, which in retrospect at the time was funny, but now actually is pretty uh, harsh when you think back on it. And I know it had a detrimental effect on his career, he says. Uh, Brazilian Ronaldo is the suggestion from Dale McGregor, 22 on Twitter. Yeah, I love that. He could finish all types, couldn't he? Played at Barcelona, played in Holland, as well, played in Italy, played for Brazil. Uh, 98 World Cup had that breakdown, didn't he? As a very young man before the final and uh, got Brazil to the 2002 World Cup, though. Um, he's just a wonderful runner with the ball, wonderful skills, could beat men in a sh- such a short space and brilliant acceleration and just lovely deft touch. You could see him definitely scooping it over the keeper, as in this scenario. Nuna82 says Jesse Lingard. I think that might be tongue-in-cheek. I'm not sure Jesse scored in 2019 for Man United but I can see him flicking it over a keeper David Villa from Rob Tolt such an underrated striker is a suggestion there and uh, just waiting for one more reply someone's put lol which I think was in reference to Jesse Lingard's suggestion so there we have it guys that is the uh, scenario on the social media if you like this please do get in touch on uh, social media Ed Draper 81 on Twitter have had a couple of suggestions on Instagram as well. I know the guys at Bang Olufsen suggested Thierry Henry too on my Instagram account and a few people have posted there. Ed, Ed underscore Draper 81. If you like these, do just give me a message. Something that goes down well on Twitter. This actual one had, and I think you can see the Twitter activity and most people probably thought it was rubbish, but I think you got 30,000 views on Twitter, probably virtue of people like Tony Bellew contributing on there and increasing the prominence of the tweet. But seems like people do respond. It had, uh, I think, nearly 60 responses right now and a lot of interaction, so I appreciate it. Uh, I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK. I'm hoping to interview a former Cheltenham Town player again this Friday. I live in Cheltenham in the west of England, and I'm talking about the transition of being a professional player, particularly in those lower levels where the money isn't as uh, ridiculous and the lifestyle's not so lavish and you have to really think of a second career. I'm hoping to speak to a former player who's now marching on in business later this week but yeah get in touch guys and have a, a good day and get in touch as well about the boxing at the weekend the right i'm very proud of john Ryder the way he applied himself and also uh, another person who's been on this podcast dan lawrence who's known as perform 365 on instagram uh, his personal conditioning coach because uh john who's from london 
went up to Liverpool and put a relentless but clever performance, but never ebbed, never tired really. And for me, did edge that fight against Callum Smith, who has been ranked the best super middleweight in the world. So that was fantastic. So yeah, boxing, football, whatever you want. Good to hear from you. Take it easy, dudes. And by the way, if any local sponsors, local businesses are interested around this area in sponsoring the podcast, it's on recording on Anchor, which I know you can get sponsorship through in the States, but currently that option is not available here, but would enable me to get out and do more interviews and justify more time, which is a real passion project for me, having hosted a boxing podcast at Sky Sports, where I work now for three years, love the format and love to interview people, just have good conversations and hopefully people enjoy those. So if you are a local business in Cheltenham, do get in touch. Take it easy.